Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're telling part two of the story of Air New Zealand Flight 901. Thanks for listening. Oh, guys, so right off the bat, I don't know how we're going to release this or what the dealio is going to be. It's not planned that far in advance, but this is... The rest of <laughs> yeah. the story about um, Air New Zealand Flight 901, uh, about the investigation. So this will, you should listen to the other one first, I guess. Yeah. That's the, I suggest. I recommend. Yes. There and is also. spicy, as I understand. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a little spicy. I'm so late because I don't know. <laughs> Guys, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I really do. I just don't know. I don't yeah. know. I can't like this investigation. So the tragedy of having 257 people die in, again, a small country uh, like Air New Zealand yeah. had never had a plane crash at all the airline had never had a plane crash so unexpected for that reason um but also just the loss of of hundreds of people in such a horrible way is a tragedy that will like affect a nation especially you know a sparsely populated nation right like a small yeah the small town of nations right um new zealand and but the investigation tore new zealand apart man this is tough yeah it's it's rough it's rough so i don't know guys um i guess intelligent people disagree and i think that there's things that are definitely there's things that are definitely true and things that are definitely not true (laughs) and then it gets I don't know the middle yeah. stuff. So yeah. I I look forward to your emails and I mean it. I look forward okay. to them. Yeah. So this was so for anybody who recap or whatever. So uh November nineteen seventy nine, you've got Air New Zealand nine oh one going on this very, 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 very cool route to fly over and just like visually see a sightseeing flight over Antarctica. Extremely cool plane crashes into Mount Erebus uh, at flying at only 1,500 feet. All of the people on board are killed instantly. Very horrible. Extreme effort is made to recover as many bodies as possible and as much information as possible from the aircraft. And now you need a investigation, right? So you need their version of an NTSB investigation. This is by far the most serious accident in New Zealand history. Like by far the next like the next most or the what what used to be the most serious aviation disaster in kiwi history was in 1963 a prop plane crashed and 23 people were killed 
that was the previous Jeez. most serious accident. So this is by by leaps and bounds yeah. the most serious accident. And it's in Antarctica. There's like it's uh, unusually difficult location. You know, like it's not like the right. investigator can inspect the site in this very 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 complex right very difficult so while operation overdue which was invested that not the investigation the the mission to recover bodies and recover the the any relevant data from the plane the black box any like maps charts paperwork the flight logs all of that uh ron chippendale who was New Zealand's chief inspector of air accidents, began his investigation. Ron Chippendale... Chippendale... I don't know if this is... Nothing I watched, nobody said anything about this name, and I'm not trying to make a joke so early, but I can't pass (laughs) this name by. Chippendale is like the little squirrels, little chipmunks. Yeah. Chippendale. Chippendale, yeah. Is this not a thing in New Zealand? Do they not know? Look it up, guys. I don't little, know. Little cartoon of chipmunks. So that is, uh, yeah. I'm, we don't have to include this, but the first thing that I thought of was Chippendale was Chippendales, like the strip club oh, Chippendales like, in like Chitawaga or whatever. Yeah, like a strip club of men. Men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you've got. So no matter what, <laughs> guys. No matter what, this name I, we lot. just can't pass it up. That's his name. Yeah. And I'm yeah. gonna call him Chip, which is not any part. That's just I just. Why wouldn't, you go by, why wouldn't you go by Chip? Chip, yeah. If you had the opportunity Chip's to. Chip's a great name. It's such a good name. Chip? It's great. What is it even Chip. short for, usually? Charles? Right. Chuck? Anyway. Whatever you want it to be. That's Brian's dream is that we have a daughter, name her Charlotte, and call her Chuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I Chuck. agree is genius. Um, yeah. So Chuck. Chuck. So. It's so good. We'll see if this ends up in the episode. So this, I am going crazy from the investigation of this story. So, okay. So Ron Chippendale, Chip, starts the investigation. Uh, the Operation Overdue not only returned bodies to the their loved ones, but also brought back, like, maps, charts, all of the paperwork, the, the flight logs, um, Jim Collins, the captain's flight log, all this different stuff, and... They collected, it's a sightseeing trip where that was kind of expensive and most of the folks on the plane had cameras and they actually took all of the cameras from on board the flight and that were not destroyed and developed the film and they could see, like, get information from those pictures about where the plane was, right? That's crazy. They could develop the film. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, so they... There actually are tons of pictures from this flight, from the people on this flight out there because they were part of the investigation. And um, the first thing that Chip kind of sets his sights on, like the first piece of information that he kind of locks onto is... That Air New Zealand's rules say not to fly below 16,000 feet. And they were flying at 1,500 feet. Right. And he's kind of like, 
Okay, well, they're not supposed to fly under 16,000 feet. And they crashed into a 12,000-foot mountain flying at 1,500 feet. So right. to him, he, like, looked at those facts and was just like... What the fuck? Yeah. Like, so that's, like, are we done? Kind of, like, yeah. they were too low, they crashed. So that, for better or for worse, that was the direction he got started on. So... Air New Zealand said, yeah, November 9th, we had that briefing where we had the pilots who were going to be able to f- fly this route. And we told them, you're not supposed to go under 16,000 feet. See, we told them. Uh, and according to Air New Zealand, the training said that the only exception was that if the cloud cover was at was no lower than 7,000 feet, then they could fly down to 6,000 feet. But that was only if there was no weather and there was no cloud cover and all of yeah. this. So like we had very little exception and it was only over this section and blah, blah, blah. They were like, so no, this is like a real rule that we make people follow that they weren't following. Air New Zealand showed them, like, you know, that the, you know, that obviously it has to be 16,000 feet. Look, the route goes over this mountain. And Chip is like, yeah, look, mountain's 12,000 feet. You got to fly over it. You can't fly through it, right? Like, okay, looks, looks, yeah, got it. So the investigation shows that Captain Jim had put the plane in nav mode to follow the pre-programmed flight plan and that the plane was on that plan so it wasn't like the the plane hadn't deviated it wasn't like the plane had betrayed them in some way and deviated from the flight plan the the flight was on the plane was keeping the 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 plane's uh, computer was keeping the plane on the pre-programmed track. Um, Air New Zealand did mention, like, oh, so, yeah, the the flight plan that he got on, that the pilots got on November 9th was different. And so they probably did think that the route that they were using when they put it in, like, nav mode to put them back on the flight plan they probably did think that that flight plan was bringing them to a different place 20 miles west of the mountain because that is what we told them and that is what we showed them and that that is the map that they had but you know they were supposed to be at sixteen thousand feet right and chip was like yeah well yeah, 16,000 feet. That's the rule, right? And so they're like, yeah, that's the rule. That's the rule. Everybody got to stay at 16,000 feet. And he says, well, why didn't they? Chip is like, why didn't they see the mountain? It's a mountain, yeah. you know? And it was it was snowy, but it wasn't like just in the most literal sense. Why didn't they see it? And they were like, okay, well, sure. Antarctic experts did mention something called whiteout where your eyes like can't 
like discern the difference where you can't see you know uh, snow is extremely reflective and bounces light everywhere and it's white and so if the sky is white and the clouds are white and the snow is white and the mountain is white and the ground is white and the water is white and everything is white then maybe your eyes can't discern anything especially when there's no shadows because it's reflecting so much light and i'm going to send you a picture real quick mariah um on messenger uh if i can find you so it's so crazy that that was the thing because i was this like i mean i think i even said it in the beginning of the other episode like i'm thinking that this is like going to be the most beautiful like snowy yeah white thing and it just wasn't like it it was what was the problem yeah i just sent you the picture wow wow I mean, it's just white. Like it's it's white with like a few outlined. And you can see how those lines look. We'll come back to this, but I just want to show you. We'll come back to this later in the conversation. We'll post this on Instagram. But but Air New Zealand is like, yeah. When we planned this route, um, some experts in Antarctica said we really needed to give the pilots training in whiteout because it's a unique it's a unique condition that pilots can find themselves in flying in. And uh, so maybe you should train them. And we didn't, but like 16,000 feet, they're supposed to be at 16,000 feet. And so they didn't see it because they couldn't see it. And literally couldn't by the time it was even possible for like their eyes to to perceive this mountain this volcano in front of them it was too late they were so 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 low they were so low because they thought they were flying over an ice sheet they didn't think they were flying toward a mountain so on the 12th of june 1980 only about seven months after the crash uh we got chip's report the chippendale report he said (laughs) pilot error they were flying at 1500 feet when 16,000 feet was the minimum and he huh. didn't know where he was he's flying super low when he doesn't even know where he is yeah uh, there he acknowledged that the flight plan that they had received during their training was different from the flight plan that the plane had been on okay and he just said there's no evidence that they were misled by this error he said it was okay. an error that they were not given the correct one and there's no evidence that they were misled by it okay um he said that the trouble with the radio they had, had a hard time talking to mcmurdo to the air traffic controller and he said that that should have alerted them to the fact that they were something was wrong because the actual what they were experiencing was interference from the volcano being in the way that's why they were having a hard time communicating on their radar radio and he uh, said that that should have tipped them off which i feel kind of like what am i doing right like, right uh and gordon and peter so the flight engineer and peter mulgrew the um awesome antarctic explorer who was the guide for this flight um on the uh the cockpit voice recorder sounds like they were expressing uncertainty about where they were. So he releases the report, pilot error. Sorry guys. Uh people were not happy. 
not happy people were very very angry so i don't know what the deal is but this was i guess again this was such a major 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 news story so people like read his report themselves or read about it in the paper saw it on tv whatever and this was like major 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 news and people were not happy and the big thing was like what the fuck why are you downplaying they they were told they were somewhere else what are you talking about that you don't have any evidence that it affected them they thought they were flying over an ice sheet essentially over the water they thought that they were at sea level and the planes the plane was bringing them in, crashing them into a mountain that didn't think that's where they were flying like right. how are you downplaying that why what is this and they clearly thought that's where they were because they were <laughs> flying at 1500 feet right. they're not dumb they don't fly 1500 feet and think they're gonna fly over a mountain they don't right. think that like what the fuck my dude right. chip why air new zealand pilots were mad mad the other air new zealand pilots were like so so angry and the airline pilots association you know we love a union they the the airline pilots association was mad like oh you motherfuckers talking about this sixteen thousand dollar what because everybody 100% of the pilots flying this route are going under 16,000 square feet and none, not a single one ever, 0% of flights before this one flew over Mount Erebus because duh, it's a sightseeing flight. So obviously we're down low and you want to take pictures of the mountain. So you don't fly over the mountain. What? What? So people are mad, mad. And the Air New Zealand pilots who are like, oh, you murdered our colleagues and people who lost their loved ones and the Airline Pilots Association, who I like to think just throws a fit anytime they say it's pilot error because that's sometimes what unions do right that's the deal like you stand up for the people like you just say like what what you saying it's my guy's fault you better have a good reason besides this rule that you yeah yeah so new zealand's government appointed (laughs) justice peter mahone and i'm just going to say this very briefly this podcast is in American English, and my man's name is spelled M-A-H-O-N-E. And here in America, that's Mahone, right? Yeah. <laughs> or Mahoney, maybe, if you're feeling... <clears throat> I think Mahone, yeah. Yeah, if you're in a particularly wacky mood. But but <laughs> when I was watching like a, this wonderful, wonderful documentary that Lisa sent us, uh, they pronounce his name like man i don't even know i can't say it like (laughs) like if you just opened your mouth like way too wide like man 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 no mahone i'm sorry guys no one syllable somehow man i can't do it no mahone is that sensitive i don't know is it sorry guys i don't know i don't think so i think i think i'm more making i think i'm making fun of my own accent that's what i'm trying to do yes yes. i'm trying to make fun of my own accent i think i think um 
a lot of uh like uh, what am i trying to say like a lot of uh people who listen who live outside of the united states have in my experience like a lot of these types of podcasts people will like mention uh how we say things versus how they say things like oh, yeah. without fail like without oh, fail yeah. i think it's it's just one of those things that um like language is such an interesting thing that kind of bonds us and it's like a thing that we can joke about that is not yeah i don't know it's beautiful it's a good thing it's a good thing and it's and it's again like kiwis like our other that's like another they uh, we have just as much claim to english as like british people canadians kiwis australians like english is all of our first language right but like look at these wacky accents right like (laughs) wild yeah that right yeah the one that hurt the most we all have funny accents together you know we all say (laughs) dave 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 from canada you know who you are dave you make it fun of the way we say yeah that's fair that yeah. was savage. Yeah, that was you're, savage. You're actually like driving distance, so like we can have beef, real out. beef with each other. Nice. Yeah, but yeah. the Kiwis, listen, we love you guys, and you're real yeah, far we away, do. so it's fine. So Mahone, <laughs> all of that to say, yeah. Peter Mahone. Peter Mahone, Peter Mahone is the Royal Commission of Inquiry. I don't know, guys. Uh, the Kiwis are subjects of Her Majesty, so I don't know if I don't know if everyone knows that. So. That's why it's royal. So right. uh, Judge Mahone went, he's like, uh, he. so you have Chip, he's doing his report because he is like their version of like the head of the NTSB. This is something totally outside of that entire sphere. So this would be like if you had a um, like a congressional uh, like inquiry into a plane crash in the u.s right so it's something totally outside like a different group investigating uh, for maybe different reasons you know what yeah. i mean the ntsb it doesn't have power to like punish you they just d- determine what happened and uh this our our dearest darling judge mahone went wild collecting evidence oh he had almost this went on for almost an entire year and it was televised it was on the radio he went crazy having like everyone in the universe who'd ever looked at this plane testify he yeah he went after it he the families the other pilots experts on like the aircraft experts on the antarctic experts on like all of these different you know different things the people from mcmurdo Air Base, like um documents they had chip good old chip had to testify in front of uh, peter mahone and at first at first the big thing that he wanted was to figure out like what's the deal with them changing the route right what is the deal and he is he they have testimony that's televised and on the radio from the guy who made the typo and the guy who made the typo was essentially just like it it is just like human error i'm so sorry i made this typo i made this typo two years ago long time ago right and nothing and no one noticed it because nothing happened and then leslie are the pilot from that we talked about some in the 
last week's episode, right? The pilot who flew this route immediately before before the one that crashed in November, that pilot, Les, he did this route. And when he did the route, he realized that the route that they had shown them on the map and the coordinates that were put into the computer were not the same. And then they changed the route in the computer without telling the pilots, any of the pilots on the flight that crashed, right? So they get that information. They tease all of that out. I know that this is kind of the order of operations is a little weird here, but they tease all of that out and they're like, okay, but so what's the deal with the whole 16,000 feet, right? Is that really a rule or not? And Air New Zealand was like, that's the rule. We told them if they disobey it, it's not our fault. And everyone, so many pilots, the Airlines Pilots Association, the uh, like so many people testified that they were like, the rule was that we could descend to whatever altitude was approved by air traffic control. That was the real rule. No matter what you say, no matter what you have printed in little asterisk, it's like when you buy weird supplements that are like pills and they say not for human consumption and you're like, who are you (laughs) fooling? Like, yeah. Mm, Yeah, I'm not giving it to my dog. Like, it's, yeah. What is it for then? What's it for? Why do you produce this product? Like, the... uh, they had an article written by the president of New Zealand Air or Air New Zealand. The president yeah. took this flight and posted pictures that he had taken oh from God. like 3,000 feet. Of course. Of course. Because it's a sightseeing trip. Why are so you like, even trying? Right. How I'm lame like, how would you, it how be? How could you even see anything at 16,000 feet? Anything like yeah. meaningful? Right. It would be lame. It would be a bad trip if you had to fly at 16,000 feet. Right. And certainly not for the money. Certainly not, right? And and the route that everyone flew, the actual route in practice, there would be no reason to fly so high. The route that every right. single prior flight flew that was totally safe, no problems, right? All of those flights had flown safely at low altitudes they found that the lowest altitude was 650 feet which is damn low that's he's taken that's very low that's low that's very very low yeah so he uh and then but it was totally normal there was like another article that a journalist had written that was talking about 2,000 feet he had that they had and his flight had flown at 2,000 feet there were they would publish photos taken by passengers because this is something they're really heavily advertising, right? And like Air New Zealand published photos taken by passengers that were submitted to them in their magazine, their like in-flight magazine that were clearly taken from like 2,000 feet. They absolutely, unequivocally knew that nobody was doing this route at 16,000 feet. Yeah. 
they yeah, knew. they just have they just have the rule to have the rule so that they're not liable. Right. And it would be again an absurd rule if it was actually followed, but of course right. it's not followed. So they they talk about the route and all of the pilots, all of the staff, everybody who who um, testifies agrees that the route that the pilots of our flight that crashed were shown was the route that they had been told they were to fly. And they found that in every single previous flight up to the one that crashed, every previous flight had not been using the nav mode they hadn't been using by the time they were at antarctica by the time they had like arrived and started the sightseeing portion of the flight they had just been um flying using their eyes right like hand flying the plane um using like vmr meaning like or vmc like they had been using their eyes and their hands to fly the plane around because it's probably really fun this is probably a really 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 fun route under normal conditions for a pilot to fly you know where you're just you're not rushing anywhere you're not trying to get somewhere you're not trying to like nobody else is going to get on this plane this is just all you're doing today and you can just kind of fly around and look at stuff it's cool yeah it's a sightseeing flight it's a cool flight it's a great flight it is so everyone agreed that nobody that worked for Air New Zealand, none of the pilots, had ever heard of this flying over Mount Erebus business. That the only route that they had ever been shown was the one that everyone flew, which was the one that went to the west of Mount Erebus. So the idea that within the system they were supposed to, that the original flight was supposed to fly over mount erebus no one none the pilots had never heard of this this is crazy nobody thought this but that was the route that they had gotten legally approved by the government that's why they needed to keep it like that on purpose and mahone starts to think i don't know about this typo story anymore because i'm starting to think that you got that one approved realized it was not a good route and just like booped it over and liked that route better but you didn't want to go through the hassle of legally changing the route so now Mahone is like suspicious more suspicious suspicious in a different way right and so they looked at Air New Zealand's navigation department, they found an old map of the nav track, like the flight route, that predated the draft that they had sent to the government, right? And that map had a different, a very slightly different, like, kind of turnaround point. Right. Like it had the final destination. They're not actually going to land there, but that's where they're going to like stop. Don't fly any deeper into Antarctica after this point. That point was like slightly different. That wasn't a big deal and it didn't have anything to do with how close they were to Mount Erebus. Mm 
And they said that Air New Zealand said that he thought that that was the only change that was fixed when they changed it in the computer the night before the flight flew to, like our flight crashed, when they had changed it in the computer. They said that they thought that was the only change that was being updated. So that's why they didn't tell the pilots. Uh-huh. And again, Mahone is like, I think you're lying. Yeah. I think you're lying. I don't think you did any of that. I think that, I think that, I'm starting to think that you guys just didn't want to go through the hassle of getting the route changed officially. And Oof. it seemed to be working okay. And it seemed like the pilots were just hand flying the plane by the time they got there anyway. And so, again, Mahone is getting more and more suspicious. And he also, Mahone, our boy, our lad, our judge, he took another crack at the cockpit voice recording, So, which we used last week somewhat, right? Like, I, I used the cockpit voice recording that... Yeah. Chippendale had used where it seems like Gordon, the flight engineer, is uncertain of where they are, right? And Mahone is like, I'm gonna take another crack at that. I'm gonna listen to that, listen to that recording. And this recording had been used by Chippendale to show that there was uncertainty as to where they were, which I find also very believable. It is all white. I can imagine being a little spooked. You can't really see where you're going. Uh, very believable. I don't think I don't I don't think I would have naturally um, alerted to anything being wrong here and this yeah. part of of Chippendale's investigation. Um, but Mahone like listens to it himself, like actually listens to the recording himself. And he's like, you kind of can't hear where Peter and uh, Gordon are, which would be like the back of the cockpit farthest away from the recording. You can't hear them that well at all, but you can hear the captain, the first officer, and they never seem to like actually express any uncertainty about where they are. They seem to think they know where they are. Yeah. And then he finds that the pilot, so as is the norm, especially at this time, right, it still is the norm, but it, before computer analysis of voices, it would have been your only option. The best option would be to have pilots, coworkers, family members, but especially coworkers, pilots who knew these pilots well have them listen to it and and write down what they think they're saying because they can recognize their friends their colleagues voices and they know like lingo and jargon and they know all of that and can write it down hopefully pretty accurately and they the people the, the other pilots who had done that process they had like disregarded the investigation chippendale chip my boy what's wrong with you throughout their their what they had written down that they thought the pilots were saying and had just done his own 
he hired like a British guy, so a different accent, a different mm. accent yeah. to listen to them who didn't know them, didn't know like the, they didn't know the sounds of their voices. Right. And again, it's it's just a recorder. Now, you know, pilots will have their own microphone like hooked up to their own face and like the recording can keep track of, you know, who's 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 mic is this sound gotcha. coming right, from. Right. right. But that didn't exist at this time. And so they have a guy who does not know them and does not recognize their voices write out the. Write out the uh, transcript. And the people, they totally disagreed with the people who knew them. They totally, totally, totally disagreed. Wow. So, and they feel like the British voice analysis expert that, that Chippendale had hired was just wrong. It was just wrong. And Jeez. they, there's like a, a, a highlighted example where one of the lines that the the British expert, who's just a sound analyst or whatever, had written down one of the lines that was spoken in the cockpit as bit thick here, a Bert. And that like seems to connote or like denote that the um the snow is falling very heavily, right? And that's mm. how it was interpreted. But everybody else who listened to it was like, I don't think He's saying any of those words. There's no like sound. There's no like the like t sound like yeah. that. And who's Bert? Who's Bert? Right. No one's right. name is Bert. No one's right. nickname is Bert. Who's calling anyone Bert? Bert? This can't. This makes no sense. This makes no sense, my dude. Why? Why what? did you disregard the people who knew them and who are pilots? So That's very again. Bizarre. Very bizarre, very bizarre. So the colleagues of the like the other pilots and the airline pilots association, they were livid about this because this is so like not just I think it's probably because it's like you're twisting like literally like their last words to fit your narrative and you threw out like we had to listen to our dead friends voices on a recording right. like we had to go through that process and like listen to them like die i'm sure that you know it cuts out they don't have to listen to like but still they have to listen to the yeah. six seconds between when they the 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 um like whoop whoop pull up started to go off and they tried to scramble and get away from the plane so you made us do that you made us do that and then you just threw it out and yeah. had a stranger who's burnt what the fuck right. why would you do this so they're right. very mad and the airline pilot association is like like they said that that old chip had like straight up invented stuff that he was just literally lying and uh. mahone is like i don't think it's that bad i don't think I, I'm going to hold back on that, but right. like, this is very suspicious. This is very weird. So the, the obvious thing just at face value that again, should be so, 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 so clear 
that Mahone landed on is that, again, clearly, when Jim Collins, the captain, had put the plane back into nav mode, back onto the nav track, and he descended to 1,500 feet, everybody in that cockpit clearly thought that the autopilot was going to take them down McMurdo Sound, down the what the map that they had been given on November 9th had shown them, what they what made sense, what every single solitary pilot had flown prior to this, but yeah. unbeknownst to them had been hand flying. Clearly, that is what they believed. Because obviously they were not trying to crash into a mountain. Right. Obviously. Right. So, and because of the whiteout, they could not see. And Mahone is like, you trained them on whiteout though, right? And they're like, no, we didn't. We didn't. And other like groups, again, those like Antarctic uh, like consultants or the like air traffic controllers from McMurdo Air Traffic Control on Antarctica, they also testified. And they were like, we told them you have to train on this. They have to know that right. this is possible. They have to know like there is some basic information that can help you or at least help you know what's happening to you and you should train them on this when they approved the route they said you need to train them on this when they approved the route and they just didn't and in so so it's looking more and more like you have been so negligent yeah so negligent Mahone's like what uh else didn't you what else didn't you train them on? Like, so they look into like other complaints that other pilots had made and that like the union had made about like lack of training. And there was like literally no training at all on what you would do if you had to make an emergency landing at Antarctica. Oh, God. Whatsoever. No training on, like, if something happened, just literally how do you land a plane on that surface? Where is it safe to? How do you survive once you do? Who do you contact? Nothing. They were just like, they won't have to do that. Like, no problem. Like, so you're on this continuous flight with no instruction at all on, you're, you're going to this place specifically because it's such a unique environment. Right with zero training on how to function within that unique environment no that's that's tough that's that's ludicrous i mean it doesn't it like it makes no sense i mean i guess it's the 1970s but come on right but that's really it that actually that's it that's (laughs) right so they had this is all like again televised and big news and like this is oj like that kind of stuff yeah or i i don't know or i kind of wonder if it's not exactly the same but kind of like you know how there was nothing on television besides planes flying into buildings oh my god at all yeah yeah for like six months after 9-11 like that's just all 
TV was. It's TV just was just yeah. that. It was like and that and like that Mr. Rogers special. <laughs> oh, we that needed was like that. The, that was, Which is still about 9 11. Like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Mr. Rogers. Okay. Good thoughts. Yes. Um. So. <laughs> So it's on TV and people are madder, getting madder and madder and madder at Chip, old boy. And Chip is like, okay, guys, wait. I didn't say that they weren't affected by the change to the flight plan. I'm just saying that they... I don't have any evidence that that's what threw them off. Everybody's like, shut up, dude. Right. Shut up. Shut up. Go back to your hole. Get out of here. No. So here's where, to me, this is the creepiest part. I'm just going to be honest. So old Chip is trying to (laughs) prove that he was thorough in his investigation. Okay. And he said, I went to the captain's widow. To his home where he lived with his wife and two daughters who are all grieving the loss of their father. And I asked her for the atlas that he owned, his atlas. Children and atlas is like a big book of maps from the olden days. Yeah. (laughs) No, I loved atlases so much and I would love them. But uh, he went to this grieving widow and grieving daughters and asked for the atlas that uh jim the captain had used to like look at and if he had because they had said told him that they had that he had plotted out like that the night before he left he had sat at the kitchen table with his daughters and he had plotted out and showed them on the atlas on his map right and said like this is the route we're gonna take this is what we're gonna do it's gonna be so fun and like that's the last memory these daughters have with their father and he had gone to their house old chip and said can i see the atlas because this would really be really helpful right if the if he plotted it out and we we can see that he clearly thought he was going to be going over Mount Erebus or past Mount Erebus. That's very helpful. And Mrs. Collins said he, oh, he took it with him on the plane. And Chip was just like, no, he didn't. And she was like, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he did. And Chip was just like, wrote in his little notes like mrs collins refuses to give me the atlas chip get a hold of yourself i can't chip she would know if there was an atlas in her home whoo he's mad mrs collins went and testified and said like chip chip old boy was clearly agitated and thought i was like lying to him fuck off chip But my husband, when he left and died, when he left and never came back. By the way. By the way, he brought the Atlas with him. It's a map. Sometimes pilots have maps on the plane. Why? Especially in 1970. Maybe he wanted Peter Mulgrew to sign it. That would be cool. That's the kind of thing I would want. So I don't know. So Chip was like convinced that she was just like keeping it from him for some reason mahone follows up right on all of this and can see that again he had taken it with him clearly 
So what happened to all? So what happened to all the maps and papers from the plane? Hey, Air New Zealand, what happened to all the maps that you recovered from the plane? What happened to all of that stuff? And Air New Zealand is like, who can say? What? No, you can say. You literally can say. Yes. So then they're like, let's check what your records look like in New Zealand. Oh, no. Like, let's look at all this. They submitted into evidence, right, for this special inquiry, uh, like information, like documents that were taken from the cockpit, including things like the uh, flight logs that the pilots had with pages ripped out like clearly ripped out and the whole point of a flight log is you're not gonna rip yeah you wouldn't do that it's like no. it's like ripping a page out of your passport like what's right. going on here yeah, you don't right? do that uh they had so so they had like clearly tampered with this they had in their offices they had like secretaries come and and uh also testify at these hearings and be like yeah we were shredding up a storm what the right fuck? after the plane crashed plane isn't back yet plane is probably crashed let's get shredding we're shredding what? up a storm yes they the the god bless them secretaries are just like oh yeah shredding like crazy shred <laughs> shred shred right shred them up boys like just shred what? Yes, and they said that all they had, all of the information that Air New Zealand had on all of this basically fit in, like, one file at this point. Like, they had shredded so much documentation. But you can't shred memories in other people's brains. So that's why you lose, jerks. Like so. But what they did find, they're like, well, let's have different documents. Let's have, like, your, what's your financial situation like, Air New Zealand? Rough. Rough. Oh, no. Air New Zealand not doing so good. Air New Zealand... The difference between a tragic plane crash where we have to pay out to families and a tragic plane crash that is 100% our fault. Yeah. Very different amount of money. Yeah. Uh, also, going a little wacky, shredding stuff and destroying evidence. Uh, the first officer's wife also testified, said... That somebody just straight up broke into her house. What the fuck? No. And stole her deceased husband. Stole his his atlas, which who knows if he had even used it. But like the family atlas got stolen. No like TVs and makeup. And like, I don't know if people still make up. I don't know. If it's an expensive yeah, thing yeah. I own. <laughs> In my house, that's probably the most expensive thing. But like, no, that didn't steal TVs and like watches or whatever expensive yeah. things people have. <laughs> Just stole like the atlas and his passport and stuff. And then uh, the Collins family is like, oh, hey, somebody broke into your house and stole passports all our passports someone broke in our house and stole our passports too why this why why is somebody doing that so like that's the thing air new zealand went bananas lost 
their goddamn minds trying to cover this up and it's still so sloppy yeah it's like you 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 fucked up from point one and saying it was a pilot error right chip when knowing (laughs) full well i guess maybe you didn't clearly you didn't foresee it but it's like workers are not gonna fucking accept that no workers will not you're insane workers of the world do not accept that have we learned nothing it's not good it's not good so i mean i'm gonna wrap this up because guys at the end of the day i don't know and again i feel like almost certainly i know i'm leaving stuff out i know i'm probably getting things wrong this is a dense story dearest darling kiwis of the world we love you so much your accents are wonderful you take Mm. really nice care of sheep it looks like they're very happy (laughs) it's great i love it all the whole thing is love it At the end of the day, old Justice yeah. Mahone is very famous at this point, by the way. Like, this is a lot. So he, yeah. like, goes to, like, a rural cabin in the field. I don't know about the forest <laughs> situation or jungle situation. I don't know the deal. But goes into, like, a rural area to, like, get away from it all. Enough televised hearings. The Airline Pilots Association and... uh good old air new zealand are like basically brawling in the street like they are just yelling at each other at the hearing they are like you murdered all these people and they're like you are a workers union and we don't like that or whatever no again i'm probably (laughs) i'm almost certainly not being a hundred percent fair to air new zealand but what are you gonna do they killed all these people yeah they They killed all these people so for money for money and kind of laziness yeah or like, like just not even for money but to not pay out money yeah so mahone goes away into his cabin and he wrote out his report and apparently mahone is like a beautiful writer he's not just a dedicated inquirer or whatever he's yeah. Uh, got got a gift for writing oh, because love a good writer guys people bought people bought his final report like purchased it to read it as a book like wanted really? to own a copy yeah it was like big news so he wrote oh. it out okay and he's basically like this is my masterpiece <laughs> no he wrote it out and just says like oh god can you hear me yeah was it his like it was like his legal opinion like his legal decision or opinion yeah, this or? is his decision and they like, were selling he's it ruling on it yes they sold okay, people little... like printed copies i'm sure that you could get like a free copy but somebody's oh, like on... i could make oh a buck God. off this it's 1970s i'm thinking like why the fuck didn't they post it online <laughs> i'm horrified by this guy <laughs> no, like okay. selling this that out. makes sense materials yeah. no 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 <laughs> you, no you could totally leave that in but i'm thinking like that is corruption i'm furious why the fuck are they selling this that would Should be... be free to the public I mean, I imagine that you could probably get read it for free. I don't. I mean, that we're embarrassing like go to, You'd have we're, to like go to a library and like it would read be the their library, one copy. Right? Yeah. That's How fair. did people okay. read things like this? <laughs> I don't know. How do people write papers? I have no idea. That's a I know question. that it's it's a terrible like millennial thing or whatever. But like, holy shit, so much time. Yeah. 
so much time. Yeah. Spent. So, so but, it, but, but it makes sense. Okay. I'm, I'm fine if, he, if they're selling it. So they, he basically is like, Air New Zealand are liars. They're dirty, lying dogs. They lied. They lied. Damn. They lied. I have been a judge my whole life. I was born in robes, and I never have accused someone overtly of lying. I say that I disagree with them, or I think they're wrong, or I think that they're telling Jeez. their version of the truth. Air New Zealand are dirty, lying dogs, and they're Oof. not even good liars. They they suck they're at bad. lying. Their lies are transparent. They lied. They're liars. They killed these people. They lied. Damn. Mic drop. Goodbye. He said it's actually very long and detailed. So, yeah, yeah. but it's <laughs> the big thing is like that they're such liars. Like he just can't believe that they would have the audacity. Yeah. The audacity. So, Damn. and it was like blew up new zealand like this was the thing yeah, like this yeah. was just again probably like oj trial like just totally yeah, like oh huge. my gosh like the jury ate lunch and then said he was not guilty like oh my gosh right. like this whole thing they sold it they this whole thing went from like the pilot's were breaking the rules and killed all those people to like oh my gosh the pilots were basically murdered by their own airline and they broke into the widow's houses and they like did all of this horrible stuff and yeah. air new zealand did not uh take the right approach uh -oh. where they basically went on the news and went in the decided to take the direction of being like extremely angry and just saying like uh mr mahone is a sack of shit and you shouldn't listen to him was like shit. basically they just they were just like not they were just like how dare he call us a liar i'm not a liar you're a liar like boo on like, you like but but really angry so like you get this like big explosive report saying that like air new zealand murdered these people and they're liars and then you have the ceo of air new zealand on the news like yelling and just being like how dare you call us a liar i will like duel you at dawn like just totally Jeez. anger and then people were like oh you should quit guy like ceo of air new zealand morris davis you maybe should quit and he was like no way jose and then the air new zealand was like oh good somebody one person that we can fire instead of like dissolving the airline and so they fired him Jeez. didn't really help that much prime minister of new zealand gets involved at this point Famously has a lot of friends who are on the executive board at Air New Zealand. Okay. Said that he didn't think that the report was accurate. He, the prime minister of this nation, who appointed Judge Mahone. The same guy now is like, wow, what a terrible judge. 
Wow. Bad job, judge. He said, like, you're, you, it is the pilot's fault. It was the pilot's fault. You're saying it's not the pilot's fault. Well, boo on you. The pilots are the ones who flew into a mountain, so it's their fault. That made all the people of New Zealand very angry because wrong move, prime minister. Wrong right. move to, like, find, pick a different adventure okay yeah, just like right. what are you doing my dude <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. if you want to try to raise people's opinion of air new zealand out of the gutter actually not the right way to do it by by just saying no the pilots it's their fault like that's actually a hard sell right. wrong choice yeah very uh, wrong choice it just i mean guys and then on my birthday may 20th 1981 i was not born on 1981 <laughs> but my birthday yeah air new zealand asked the high court of new zealand to conduct a judicial review of mahone's judgment so this is going to be the third thing like legal Jeez. thing yeah the airline argued that mahone had committed a breach of natural justice by alleging a conspiracy without allowing air new zealand to present potential like uh exculpatory evidence before the commission so the high court they're just like well we didn't know that he was going to say in his report that we should pay for the investigation so we didn't include arguments during the investigation to show that we shouldn't pay for it because <laughs> we didn't know he was going to say we should have to pay for it and the high court actually said yeah okay i get that we'll like remove that that's not part of the like official thing anymore like right. because they couldn't argue they didn't know that he was going to do that which like i kind of feel like maybe i have mixed feelings about that so we'll keep we'll yeah. moving on yeah, so yeah, basically yeah, just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth where people like took little bites out of it like that like like we think that this part of the report is not fair and then people would be like wait a second i think that is fair and chip old chippy boy is like in the background being like i never said that they're that they shouldn't have like been i never said they weren't affected by the change in the route yeah. i just said i didn't have evidence that it affected them or whatever and it's just chaos and i this is where guys this is where i'm sure because it got it got like it affected elections it affected Jeez. like this like was a huge 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 deal and like the board of like the the like during an election one of the guy who was like running for prime minister i don't know how elections work in 
New Zealand exactly. I can't pretend to. But the guy who was like opposing the current prime minister, like publicly called for like the board of Air New Zealand to apologize to the victims of the families for killing their family members. And like the board of Air New Zealand was publicly like, no, we have nothing to apologize for. Like savage, savage. Savage, Guys, I don't know. Guys, I'm so sorry. Listen, if you're Kiwi or you just know way more about this than I do, I can't wait to read your emails truly but this is it's savage 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 fighting i can't believe if anybody's still listening to this i can't believe you're still listening to this mariah i i am fully locked in it's savage but the thing is that like okay i don't know how to explain this exactly this is how i feel something i really like about new zealand and about people like New Zealand people, Kiwis. I really like how seriously they take themselves. Like I like how seriously New Zealand takes itself. And I mean that I'm not being like, I'm not, this not, this is not like a veiled criticism or something. I really mean it because like, I feel, I mean, in like big things and small things, like taking it very very seriously like singing the national anthem in like english and maori that is the action of a serious nation taking yeah. it seriously yeah. or like taking the whole obviously took coronavirus very seriously zero very seriously. deaths right yeah. like nothing this whole business they have a one plane crash literally like 257 americans could die in almost anything and none of this would happen no (laughs) like not it just wouldn't yeah Yeah. there's very few circumstances under which this amount of upheaval could be created well i mean even honestly the max like the 737 max that did kill a bunch of people and Mm -hmm. is like those planes were manufactured in the u.s that didn't even make close to this level of of kerfluffle right i i just yeah i don't know i think i don't know if it's like a sense of like ownership like the identity thing of like being in a small nation that's like i don't know but i really like that but this is taking it seriously like they took this seriously and they i don't know it affected this nation yeah so what was like the official so that's the thing it like peters out because everybody goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth so clearly so like official in what way so like they clearly without a doubt the public knows that there is no question at all that that air new zealand knew this was the route that the pilots were expecting to take. There's just no question at all that the route that they believed, that the pilots thought that the route went west of Mount Erebus, that was the route that they were given on paper, that was the route that was shown on a map in the briefing, that was the only route that any pilots had ever flown, ever. There's just no 
there is no way it is ridiculous that air new zealand tried to claim otherwise it's just nobody ever flew that route with passengers taking pictures at 16,000 feet over right. Mount Erebus. It right. never happened. Yeah. So there's no doubt. And there's no doubt that the pilots thought they were over ice and like over, yeah. over essentially the ocean, the frozen ocean way down at sea level uh, when they crashed. Right. There's just no doubt. And I do not personally doubt that somebody from Air New Zealand shredded a bunch of documents and stole that atlas and yeah, which really that, again that is that's so wild it's so and it's that they also, shredded all the documents like what oh the plane probably crashed let's shred it no I, shred city i don't think so just shred and if you're it. trying to hide something you certainly don't have other people do it you shred that right. shit yourself like right personally that's rookie. i don't know man I don't know, but that's what happens. I don't know. I don't have no idea what like class, right? Classism is like in in. I and I mean it. I have no <laughs> yeah, idea what yeah. classism is like in New Zealand. But I, what I think is, there is just a segment of the population in many countries that like just doesn't even think of like some staff as people, right? Like you yeah. can't testify at something. You're not a person, right? Like here, go like shred this. I don't want to put that on them because I don't. I just don't know. I have yeah. no idea. But that. Certainly, certainly does happen. Sure yeah, does definitely. Sure can be that way sometimes yeah. when somebody will be like, "No one saw me do this thing," and it's like, "Well, someone like drove you there, right? Someone, someone saw like, you. You sent like whatever it is. Like, yeah, people were around, right? People who I work think... for you and know your name, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, well, and I think we're more a little bit more aware of it than like maybe previous." generations because we're so used to being recorded that i think it's a lot more on our minds than before mm-hmm. because it, it always like that is something that always frustrates me especially now like if you mm-hmm. get caught doing something like of course you got fucking caught like mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like why didn't you think of that one thing <laughs> that you got caught by you know there's definitely a camera someone saw you someone was involved in this situation somehow creepy yeah Yeah. i thought you were gonna say because we are more aware of how like that workers are people (laughs) that like no 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 but (laughs) we're not there yet (laughs) no well i mean you we are we are right the society no 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 like people who are fucking up trying to cover tracks and they always get caught and it's like guys come on yeah i don't know man I don't wow. know. I don't know. And they never ended up paying anybody. Oh, they paid. They oh, paid. they did pay. Oh, yeah, they paid. And they're still around. They survived. Air New yeah. Zealand, they survived this somehow. The nation of New Zealand survived this. Like, but yeah. And again, I guess this is still heavily debated. And I know that there is like... um, I don't think that somebody set out to murder them i think that people were not in any way thinking about this 
in like the realistic way you would need to think about it for safety reasons or like taking safety seriously and considering like the unique safety concerns of this flight. Gotcha. That I don't, it's just people like that needed to be thinking about that because the pilots, frankly, clearly were all very conscientious. The pilots had maps in their homes and they were like studying them and talking about them and, and studying the flight plan and the whole way that this, like not, it's not like Leslie, the um, pilot who flew the same route on the flight prior who noticed that there was the discrepancy in the flight plan in the first place. Yeah. He, he wasn't, he noticed that cause he was paying attention. I think the pilots were actually flying it. Who's who are the ones who are like the last line of defense against mm-hmm. danger. Right. Yeah. In a lot of ways, the last one who's going to be able to do anything about it you know if anyone can they took it really really seriously and it just seems like air new zealand did not take the safety concerns that were unique to this flight seriously at all yes at all yeah it's just so bizarre it's such a bizarre Mm -hmm. like way to like ending i don't know were there were there There's like, basically my ability my ability to keep track of the like then yeah, this the court back. said this and then right. this court said this and then yeah. the high court said this and the low court said this it's just like oh my god okay like Mahone's his like the his his report stood like his report was yeah. like the final report and it got like nitpicked like picked apart where like this piece was like out of line okay so that's not part of it and like this piece but it it got picked apart but it was just like ongoing fighting and then like ongoing legal battles with like the um the you know families trying to like you know get their money from the airline and the airline also getting you know the airline getting in trouble in kind of the different ways so like their ceo had got was offered the option to resign and then got fired um but that's not like a that's like a sacrifice, not a punishment. Right, right. You know, right, so right. I don't know. Nobody did jail time. Yeah. Which again, I think that, and nobody seemed to ever know who actually did the like, who changed the flight plan in the plane at one forty a.m. the night before the flight. Interesting. And I don't know this maybe this is accidentally going to be the most controversial thing i say or maybe i'm just wrong i don't know but i'm inclined to think that the person on a plane at 140 in the morning is just some poor ramp guy who's just right. told like oh yeah. go put this coordinate in i'm inclined to think that that person i'm almost happy that their name was never out there because right. i think that they're probably like a somebody way low on the totem pole not somebody yeah who's actually getting respected it's not the ceo on the plane booping it in you know right so but maybe i'm totally wrong or maybe it's known that i'm wrong i don't know so sorry to like let the story peter out but it just it was like fireworks 
and you did an fighting. amazing job you did no. a great job chaos wow this week is chaos this, this is week like is chaotic. chaos <sighs> it's like a reflection their stories are the reflection of our lives it is pure chaos wow it is, it is it's chaos. like just totally like upend i don't know like I told big you this would be a short episode yeah <laughs> so yeah. sorry no it's all good it's totally fine great job no chaos it is like the most chaotic week though yeah your work is. is always chaotic though always 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 <sighs> i don't know man yeah i don't know corporate scandal is the worst kind of scandal it really is yeah i do just feel, like there's so many yeah. people involved too yeah that so many people it's just like ugh. it feels yucky it feels like so yucky in i don't know yeah no i like i just feel like way. yeah like corporate scandal is like um like the creation of the scandal is like almost by necessity just going to be like greed and yeah and like cost cutting and like corner cutting and stuff you know just like right people not not taking like just any effort to like put like the bottom line above anything else and that like is so i don't know i don't know just such a betrayal especially because people like have to work you know like you have to have a job so it's like people i think a lot of people are like way more afraid of like being homeless or like not being able to like feed their family or not being able to like have the money they need to support their life than they are of like even like going to jail or something right. not everybody not right. you maybe personally yeah. not that money isn't like a but you know that kind of decision yeah totally i don't know that's why people a lot of times that's why people end up at jail because they are more afraid of not having money than they are of going to jail yeah you know? yeah truly especially in in corporate like scandals yeah. Yeah, and those people never worry about going to jail. No. Jerks. Just about money. This will, it is t- It is a 20 after 10 p.m. It is. And if we keep going, we are going to start talking about, like, <laughs> We're going to get dangerously close to losing all of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to get into the guillotine conversation. Yeah. <laughs> i all of this. You know how it is, guys. You know yeah. how it is. I'll just cut this episode off after an hour, like, and just assume that nothing, <laughs> nothing worth, nothing yeah. worthwhile was said after 10 p.m. But, right, right. Oh, except for your fact. fact. Unless, yeah, my fact is a simple fact this week because so I have somehow fucking ended up on flat earth I, and no. flat earth uh tiktok flat earth youtube flat i don't know what the hell happened to my algorithm oh my god everything is like flat earth debates the fucking earth is round i don't like it is. i don't know what to tell you that is a fact yeah it is and that planes, is the position of the pod crash the 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 earth is not flat please the earth is not flat no it's not and it is not round like a pizza it is round like a ball right it is spherical right ish don't 
miss me with like the oblique spheroid. I don't want to hear it. It's fine. Right. It's, a, it's round. Like it is, it's it very is impossible round. for our earth to be our earth and be flat. It is impossible. Literally, we're talking about New Zealand in this story and yes. Antarctica. Okay. So New Zealand and Antarctica, even on a flat earth, would be pretty close. But New Zealand and like South Africa would be literally like thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away like everybody like doesn't understand that about the flat earth map or whatever not everybody most people do understand it very easily because most people know the earth is a sphere but (laughs) flat earthers it makes me so angry because that's the thing that makes no sense at all is that now all of a sudden so like the the northern hemisphere like okay well it looks kind of the same but the southern hemisphere is totally wrecked right (laughs) you have destroyed it it makes no sense at all and i would assume being an aviation podcast that uh this is not a new fact for our listeners yeah but just in case um i'm not trying to be mean but the earth is not flat so no, it's not. Flat. That is our official position and my fact for today. Because I am. Yeah. Oof, I have to. Is it YouTube that is giving you weird wrecks? It's both. And TikTok? Yeah. Really? And it's like live debates. And I'm like, I no, live I don't. Debates. I don't want to hear this like bro nonsense about the earth being flat. I just don't. Where it's it's done. I it's, actually it's thought it had out. gone. Let's leave it. I actually did think that that kind of died out. I maybe I'm I wrong. did too. I guess, yeah, I, I remember. I out. the first time I heard about the Earth being flat was in ninth grade Earth science class, and my mm. Earth science teacher made a huge deal about it and like showed us the magazine and was like, "You're stupid if you believe this." <laughs> and like i didn't i thought it was a joke like i thought he was playing a joke i didn't even know that the flat earth society was a thing they have a fucking magazine like yeah it's it's not so apparently it's ramping back up enough so that it's on fucking tiktok and youtube being debated live i'm just like no not interested don't show me this please the the southern hemisphere all by itself all by itself the fact that you can fly from australia to south africa just that that yeah. nothing yeah. else yeah. just that only thing that should be the end of the conversation yeah yeah just done. i mean we've known the earth is round for a long Forever. time for, for a very long years. time is it Archimedes? Who's the guy in like in Alexandria or like in Egypt or whatever? Yes. Who was just like, oh, shadow. I don't know. I can't. It's too late. And I'm not good at math. So it's fine. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I don't know why that person <laughs> is still listening to this. But no. Yeah. The earth is very totally just definitely round. Yeah. And planes go a very long way toward proving that. Yeah. GPS satellites. What are satellites doing? What even, what was Sputnik doing? What was little Jake Gyllenhaal baby face in October sky looking up at? 
what was Sputnik? What were the <laughs> Russians doing? Where were they sending it? That was so long ago. What was up with that if the earth was flat? Why yeah. did it happen? How did it happen? Right. What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. For what reason? What right. could possibly be the point? <laughs> what was the of faking reason? it? Right. <laughs> Why? A little boop 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 Sputnik. We need to watch October Sky. Oh, I need to go so to bed. good. It's, yeah, too, it's a rough one. It's a rough one, guys. Listen. We love you. I love you so much, Mariah. Oh, I love, I love you, you so much. You have been such a champion of supporting me in this chaotic week. <laughs> this week has been so chaotic. You are a champion of chaos. An exterminator showed up to my house unannounced today. Perfect. At like 1130. I'm on the phone with a client. Of course. My doorbell rings. He doesn't. I really like this guy. I gotta say, I don't know if any of you are listening to this and you have a job that makes you go to people's houses. You probably know what this is like. You yeah. like deliver stuff, whatever. I have no idea why the bell has rung. Yeah, I open the door and I don't know if I was confused and couldn't. I don't know who was more confused because he was just like he didn't. He did not say why he was here. Right. He just. I opened the door and was like, "Hi." And then we just like looked at each other while I like slowly put it together (laughs) because like and like saw he's got like the little like wand thing. And I was like, are you an exterminator? He's like, did you not know I was coming? And I'm like, no. And he's like, do you need me to leave? And I was like, uh, no. And just like let him in my house. And I was like, I can't talk right now, but I'm going to go in my room and close the door. Yeah. And he's like, I'll leave quietly. And then I can't not give people like a drink if they come into my house. So I like took a like Wegman seltzer water out of the fridge. You gotta, you gotta, right? People come into your home. Yeah. Offer them something. I'm not an animal, right? So it's just like, do you want this? And like, I'm like trying to like rush or whatever. And I'm just like, put, I was like, I'm going to put a drink for you on this (laughs) like table. And he's like, I'll grab it on the way out. And then like, (laughs) He did take the drink. I was really happy. Good, good, good. When I like left and he had, I guess, sprayed the little like stuff for cockroaches or yeah. whatever. We don't have cockroaches. Why yeah, did he's he a good come? exterminator. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. He's quiet. He comes in. He does his thing. He lets Very you polite. figure it. He lets you figure things out. He did. He, let he really me figure creates it out. a safe space. He did. He did. And he, we told him like, two years ago that we don't want please don't put any glue traps out yeah and he's never forgotten no glue traps have ever appeared in our home there you go he took the drink too which i think was polite yeah it was, it's it's polite to consider it <laughs> yeah yeah i'm glad he took it yeah it would hurt i would have been no it wouldn't hurt my feelings it's okay if you don't want to drink if you sure, go to someone's sure, house sure. but like it feels nice i'm still happy that yeah. he took it yeah so that's the that's a very small story but that's the chaos it's yeah. just chaos part of the chaos yeah part of the chaos so uh, much i love you i love you too i hope you sleep tight yes you too i'm gonna go to sleep too we love all of you we i don't know you. what time it is where you, all of you are but we love you yeah and uh sorry i feel like somebody is gonna look at this is like looking like looked at an hour and a half for this and, and was like, like oh yeah we're, we're going into so much detail yeah no guys chaos i'm so sorry i tried i love Welcome. you <laughs> Love you. (laughs) Hey, 
thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast we so hope you enjoyed it in keeping with the total chaos of this episode i am recording the outro in the car next to my husband uh i don't drive down here so don't worry i'm not driving uh we love all you guys so much thanks for making it all the way to the end of this very very long <laughs> story uh, i know that there's so many details so um by all means send us corrections comments anything like that you can get in touch with us at the podcast at gmail.com or on instagram and tiktok we love you see you next week bye